so precious and it's so delicate. I love, without love, you don't have either of the other two. The leadership stance that you take in your life, though, I think is directly correlated to the amount of love you have in your life. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the L3 Perspective. My name is Glenn Davis. As you know, I'm sitting here with my guy, Cameron Macias. Hey, what's up, Coach Cam? Yes, and uh, we would like to welcome you back to the L3 Perspective. Uh, again, this is a platform where we talk about life, love, where we talk about leadership. Three essential topics, uh, but essentially our goal overall is just to provide value through our conversations with our guests. Cam, I'm excited about today's guest. Yep. Uh, guys, don't forget to like, love, subscribe, share, and, and all that. Appreciate your guys' continued support. And so, Cam, what's up, brother? What up, though? Uh, so today, uh, we have a buddy of mine, Curtis Lancaster. Uh, I thought it was integral that he come on the podcast. Um, so we connected a couple years ago when I first crossed over to the Air National Guard. Um, both, you know, business-oriented, minded folks. And we connected via, you know, Facebook because we were doing kind of the same job in the military. And, um, you know, I saw immediately that he had a knack for business and real estate and just thinking outside the box. And that's kind of where I was at as well. And so, um, you know, through COVID, through everything, he has prospered. And uh, I thought it was would be great to have him on so mm -hmm. you guys could hear about his story and, and what he's doing out um, in Florida, him and his wife, him and his company, uh, his dope commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so anyways... Curtis, what's good, bro? We appreciate you blessing the podcast today. How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, much appreciated. Thank you for the intro, man. <laughs> appreciate that, man. Of course. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, you know, tell tell the folks a little bit about you, man. You know, what you do, um, where you come from, all that. Okay. Um, so a little bit about me. I am originally from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I live here in Atlanta, Georgia now. And... Um, Basically, I joined the Air Force back in 2003, um, you know, straight out of Brooklyn, straight out of high school. And um, originally joined, I wanted to be in the FBI. That was my, <laughs> <laughs> my original goal, you know. So I said, you know what, I was too young at the time, 17. So I said, um, let me get out of here, get out of Brooklyn, keep myself yeah. out of trouble. And uh, let me join the Air Force. Didn't know specifically I was going to join the Air Force. I just mm -hmm. went those recruiting offices that were <laughs> put into floor and air force was the first door um the air force recruiter was there he was yep. from as well. well that's good he was there yeah <laughs> there from brooklyn and um we just had a great conversation and um he kind of talks of like the main things that were important to me at the time like so mm -hmm. I, I just wanted, wanted to be there for my friends that kind of thing mm -hmm. so your friends gonna be right here when you get back you know? exactly and um you know, I was able to join and came full circle and was able to come right back to, to New York as a recruiter eventually. And um, during my time in recruiting um, is where I found a passion for real estate, met my mm -hmm. wife, who was my yeah. girlfriend at the time. She was already um, in real estate out in Georgia. Okay. And, um, so transition, I got stationed out in, in Atlanta and still in recruiting. And I was able to get my license as soon as I got out here. Yeah, and nice. Just use all those skills that I learned in recruiting because, mm -hmm. you know, sales heavy. Uh, yeah. People don't know that, but it's, it's sales <laughs> heavy. And um, I was able to use those skills to apply that to the real estate business. So did uh, representing buyers and, and sellers. And then I was able to get my brokerage license out nice. here and then um, started investing. So a mentor mm -hmm. of mine yeah. told me you can get really rich representing <laughs> buyers and sellers. Yeah. You can get wealthy when you 
actually invest in real estate yourself. Exactly. I changed my mindset and started to become an investor. And so invested in uh, long-term rentals out here. Yeah. What you mentioned in Florida, I did a, a short-term project out there. Big, yeah. big project out there. <laughs> and then, um, you know, transitioning out of the military. So served 20 years. Yeah. Uh, been all over, did all different types of jobs in the military. And um, yeah, it's me in a nutshell. Then I get my brokerage license out in Florida is yeah. next. And just continue investing in real estate, representing buyers and clients still at all price ranges. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's up, man. So I, I have a, so you have been all around, well, first and foremost, you know, again, appreciate your service. Thank you. Um, I, I'm a, a big observer. Mm. I was going to ask a question, but like his poster keeps attracting me. Oh yeah, there's no shortcuts to success. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. So what's what's the story behind behind that? So so this so this is a uh, if you could see the whole office. So there's two desks in here. So one is my wife's, one's mine. So we mm. we we both work together in real estate, and um and so hers uh, mine says patience. So patience is the overarching okay. thing. Yeah. There's no shortcuts to success. Mm -hmm. So that's my biggest thing. Um, a lot of people feel like, you know, you can take a short path straight to success. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. I could tell you all the answers, but there is work involved. Yeah. With getting Facts. to any end goal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people um, lack patience. So I even myself sometimes lack patience. So it's a reminder for me um, that that's a key yeah. um, thing to remember along the way. And then my wife says persistence, right? And mm. it's persistence. And that's kind of her theme of her life as well, because she's had it rough as well. So just yeah. being persistent. So it says not giving up until you succeed, right? So yeah. I love even it. Through failure, you just got to keep going. So those are our two things over our, our over our desk yeah that's something i always talk to my wife about too she she's like da, da, da. i'm like i'm a patient man and i'm a, I'm a persistent man i can be, I, I can i can be very you know obvious I, yeah i can be super anxious as well but um but i feel like that's more for little things like big like you know like oh if i can like just buy that real quick like i'll just buy it real quick mm -hmm. just so i don't have to wait for it but like when it comes to business and what i do i think that's something i tell people all the time is like yo man they're it doesn't matter if I give you all the answers, like you still got to like talk to people. You mm -hmm. still have to communicate. You're going to take some L's so that you can learn the lessons associated with it. Like you got to read, like it doesn't matter, bro. You, I, there's nothing I can give you that will last you a lifetime and make you successful. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a constant process. And realistically, it's a goal you'll never reach. Yeah. And everybody has their own path. So like, mm -hmm. We both had the same start. Like mm -hmm. it's not going to end up the same for both of us because exactly. everybody has their own path, own lessons, own journey, and that's the important piece along the way. Yeah, and, and their own perspective too. Like I, you know, I was just talking to uh, a group of people the other day, and you know, we were talking about how um, you know you can have two individuals you know looking at the same thing. But one will see the obstacles that stand in the front of them to get to the thing mm -hmm. that they want, and the other one will just go and get the thing that they want. Right? They'll, they they don't they don't see the obstacles, even though the obstacles are there. And so, yeah, I definitely yeah. agree. The same thing. Yeah, like I just partnered with the with the tattoo company, uh, Touched by the Arts. Go follow it on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the things, though, that you know, when me and the owner sat down. Um, 
And it was funny because, you know, I do business coaching. So we're like doing a business coaching session and uh, we get to the end of it and we've organized all these things, business plan forward head. And he said, uh, I'm going to be real with you, bro. He said, I didn't really need your business coaching. <clears throat> he said, I, what I needed was someone who could take all my thoughts and organize them to create a plan forward. And he says, so this was actually a, uh, a pitch so if you see the value in this, like, let's partner. And mm -hmm. I was just like, all right, bet. I, I do see the value. And I was like, I do see a plan ahead. And But one of the things I, I really appreciate about him is that kind of what we're talking about is he said, you know, I've had this idea and I've been trying to do this for 10 years. And I couldn't because I'm not a businessman. I am a, I'm a, I'm a talented, awarded tattoo artist. Mm -hmm. But I don't do business. Mm -hmm. So what I need is someone who understands how I operate, appreciates tattoos, but can take my business to a whole nother level, right? And um and that's and that's what it's and but it, a lot of it was I didn't see obstacles. Like as we were writing stuff on the board, he's like, not once did you ever say, well we can't do that or how was that even how are we even gonna manage that? You literally created way you all you talked about was we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. And I was just like, bruh, that's you can't think about the obstacles. You can mm -hmm. only think about mm -hmm. the there's gonna be obstacles. We all know that. But if you concentrate on them, it just makes it just gives them more power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um uh, like so what you said, that's a, a huge part of the mindset of like how I approach business. And mm -hmm. I, I wanna credit recruiting for that because yeah. like <laughs> It's always like, how can we do this? Not like, yeah. it's never like a no. It's like, for sure. How, how can I figure this out? There's always mm -hmm. a solution. It's just, I need to sit and focus on the solution versus the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's taken me far in business as well. So yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I know you had mentioned that when you first met your uh, your wife, who was then your girlfriend, she was in, into real estate. Yeah. Um, so with you serving and kind of... Um, you know, kind of being around real estate, where was it that that got you interested to wanting to get licensed to then become an investor? So, so actually what happened is, so while she was doing her continuing education, so mm -hmm. you have to have a certain number of hours continuing education yeah. as your license. And so she went up to the brokerage to do a course up there to do her continuing education. And they told her that at the time they were pitching a vet to rep program. Okay. So what the program was is that they'd pay for all of your licensing fees and all of your fees for a whole entire year, get you started with business cards, signs, and all that kind of stuff. So I had already had interest in seeing her doing real estate to begin yeah. with at, as we were friends, and then we started mm -hmm. dating. And then when she brought that home as like, oh, look, this is a program that my brokerage is doing, Yeah, that was it. I was like, yeah. what is the earliest date to start? I, you know? I was trying to find that too, because like, you told yeah. me about it. You sent it to me. It was like, Cam, yeah. look into this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so also another plug is Wounded Warrior is actually trying to do a program right now. My wife just got done with her real estate program and they oh, paid, they paid for the whole program and they're paying for her license. Um, yeah. I don't know if they pay for business cards and all that, but, <laughs> but they at least got her, well, you know, but they at least got that part of it. So like, especially for the veterans, like there are, there are ways. Yeah, that's huge, man. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the broker, he basically came up with the program because he knew that we had a lot of the skills that yeah. are needed to go ahead and be successful in the business. Because, you know, a lot of people become agents and I'd say nine out of 10 fall out of the business within the first year. So, mm -hmm. you know, whoever survives after that, there it's a numbers game for brokers. They want to get as many for people sure. through the program as possible. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, the high success rate for military because we have those foundational skills needed in business. For sure.
Have you seen an increase in more veterans jumping into the real estate game? Like just since you've been in? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, right off the bat, the answer is yes. I think because they see other veterans doing it, I think there is a, a influence there in that, um, especially while they're in still. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of retired, especially recruiters, I've seen. I'm about to say um, that's our jam have, right there. <laughs> you know, they have those skills already. I've seen a lot of retired recruiters become real estate agents and become successful at it. Um, so you know, it's just the skills that we need in recruiting, lead generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the 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 different um, lead generating tactics that we use in recruiting. It's the same exact thing. You're not mm-hmm. necessarily selling a person like, hey, look at this beautiful yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know how to listen um, and hear what a person needs are because it's needs based selling that mm-hmm. we do in recruiting. So in in real estate, it's needs based selling. So I'm listening mm-hmm. to what the person is saying and then finding them uh, a match based on their needs. Cool. Mm-hmm. And it's also like we learned so much about like keeping the relationship alive. Mm-hmm. Like, and that we talk I think, about that. I think we that's talk key about in that. any business. A lot of people, yeah, we yeah, talk yeah. about that is a lot of people who don't, haven't got the skill set we have or that are natural relationship builders, mm-hmm. that's where they struggle. Yeah. Especially in world of, of business, sales, um, finances like we do mm-hmm. because they, in their mind, it's not that they want it to be one and done. It's just that they don't have that like integral knowledge to mm-hmm. like, well, now that I have given them the product that they want, like, why do, should I do? I need to talk to them anymore. Yeah. And it's be, because... You need to keep talking to them because the not, they're not just a number, dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, follow for sure. Exactly, and, and that's one of the things that we we really train our uh, our agency on when it comes to like not just the sales process, but within that process, like you know, we're very client centric, mm-hmm. right? And so we want you to build a relationship with them. Like we're not telling you to become best friends with them. Yeah, there's a difference. Of as far as being able to build that relationship. And I think one of the things that I learned in the military switching over from security forces to personnel is, you know, how important customer service is in any business, right? Whether you're directly in the sales, whether you're in whatever industry, mm-hmm. even protecting, you know, FBI, you mentioned FBI, right? There's still a, a certain level of, of essential customer service, right? And I remember reading a book, uh, the CEO of Chick-fil-A at the time, there was a book written on them and it was, the whole book was based off of, you know, their values and the principles based off of the customer service principles yeah. and why Chick-fil-A, I mean, this was 10 years ago, but why Chick-fil-A's philosophy and customer service is so different from any other fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. <laughs> my pleasure. Like that's a, a yes. standard. You know that they will say that. You say, thank you. My pleasure. Like yes. that's standard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Customer service is huge, you know. For the sure. Food is great, but the customer service is even greater at the place. Yeah. 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 So for the so when you crossed over being into investor, like, what was that journey like? You know, because um, I think a lot of people talk about it, right? Everyone's like, "Oh, I would love to do real estate investing." You're not only doing it; you're obviously successful at it. I was telling G about you know the 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 Florida house that you now have near Disney. That thing looks dope as hell. <laughs> um, you know, so like what was that process like? Like what how did you choose? How did you not choose? You know, all you know, what's what was the funding if you don't mind talking about it? Like yeah. Absolutely. Um, so the biggest thing um I think helped me with jumping into the investment side or just any investment all in general is reducing the the I guess the unknowns. 
Yeah. Um, and a lot of the unknowns were reduced for me because I was already in practicing in real estate. Okay. And then I knew that real estate all in general is a lower risk um, investment vehicle versus, you know, anything else that's yeah. out there. Um, it can be risky depending on what you're trying to do. But what I was trying to get into was long-term yeah. buy and hold um, initially, which is kind of like the lower end of the risk spectrum. Yeah. Um, so I think educating myself was the first step. Um, even though I was in the real estate space, I had mentors who were already investors mm -hmm. and I was representing clients who were investors. So that helped you know, shorten that, that learning curve for me. Cause I was able to see what they were doing yeah. before I actually jumped in there myself. So I was able to like <laughs> numbers, mm -hmm. kind of see what they're looking for when they're in the house, because a lot of agents represent buyers and sellers, but they don't have an investor mindset. It's a little different when you're mm -hmm. investing in real estate, how yeah. you about acquiring property. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of peer into the mind of those investors that I were, I was representing yeah. and ask those integral questions like, Hey, why are you looking at that? Why is this important? I would be mm -hmm. under all spaces with them. <laughs> yep. that, you know, I'm like rolling up my sleeves. Let me see what he's looking for underneath this house. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as I continued to do that, I started to get more comfortable. And what I would do is save up commissions. So I would receive commissions. I'm yeah. already working in the military. So I'm receiving a salary. It's extra mm -hmm. money on top of my wife were. So I would just put it to the side. Um, my yeah. wife bonuses, we would put it to the side. Mm -hmm. And so you got to think I was licensed since 2012. So I came out of the recession in 2008, mm -hmm. the housing market crisis, sorry. And then I started into the real estate business on the upswing. Yeah, so I saw, okay. you know, a lot of short sales, things that people haven't seen in the real estate business, <laughs> I was in, you know, during that time. And at that time I was like, man, I wish I had the money yep. to do this, you know, mm -hmm. so as I'm saving, I'm doing all these things. COVID hits, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it reminded me of what was going on during that time. Yeah. So I, I could give you a story. Like I remember representing a client out on a listing and I was talking to a buyer's agent and he sounded so scared on the phone. He's like, oh, people are losing their jobs. Uh, it's just fear. Yeah. I just heard the fear in his voice. Yeah. And I remembered like when everybody's scared, you have to identify the opportunity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, oh, I can qualify for a loan right now when other people can't because I have a job, a job. that they're not going to fire me. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, dang. and I make money for real estate and I have this cash set to the side. Mm -hmm. All right. And so I started to go out there and look at opportunities uh, or identify opportunities in areas where normally I wouldn't be able to afford a home. Yeah. I saw them reducing their prices down because homes were sitting. People were losing their jobs. Banks yeah. weren't giving out loans. And so I attacked during that time frame there and I started to pick up rentals mm -hmm. yeah. left and right. So those were where my initial investments where I were able to pick up the rentals. Yeah. I did short-term flips. We did all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. this was the long-term play. Um, so I was able to get a lot, you know, homes under 200 mm -hmm. at the time. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> So we don't, we don't know that. In yeah, California. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yo, you want that shack down the street? It exists here. Million. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even exist. Uh, so you know that's the the initial play for that, mm -hmm. and then you know through managing those homes, 
and getting cash flow through those homes, I was able to go ahead and now target something bigger. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, initially, it was going to be a build out in Florida. Okay. And the reason why I even targeted that area was when I was doing my brokerage course, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, depends on how long you've been in real estate. And so there was a lot of experienced agents all in that brokerage course at the same time. So it's, you, you think of it as like a mastermind of, of sort. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're having, you know, high level conversations. We're all talking about, you know, being investors, mm -hmm. people owning property in different places. And I heard a lot of them talk about owning second homes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Homes in different states. And these, you know, I thought about it before, but I've never explored the option. Yeah. And so as they were having one of these conversations, they started to talk about Davenport. And I, you know, Googled that. What the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, while they're talking, you know, <laughs> and it was like high up there. I can't remember. I think it was like in 2020, it was like one of the um, best places to live. Okay. This, you know, up and coming, something like that gotcha. was like number one. Yeah. So I started to look at land out there and my initial target was to buy land and I was mm -hmm. going to build a modern style home that had mm -hmm. solar uh, power sustainability mm -hmm. and I was going to do the Airbnb play. Yeah. I went out there to do a site survey yeah. and I didn't like the builder that was going to build this modern home for me on land. And yeah. then I started to realize it was more important to have amenities, not just the house, but to have a pool yeah. out in Florida was mm -hmm. important. And then even amenities inside of the subdivision, as you would call it. Um, so I actually stayed in a subdivision called Champions Gate while I was there. Yeah. One of these big homes. So I took the family. I made it a trip, but I went out there to do yeah. my education. And long story short, what I ended up staying in is the house that I ended up building. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I stayed in an eight-bedroom house out there. Yeah. It was, you know, me and all my family, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, a bunch of people went out mm -hmm. there with us. And just so happened I needed a big house, stayed yeah. in that house. And I was like, man, this is nice. Are they building any more of these? Yeah. So I started driving around the neighborhood and I saw blank land, you know, just open lots. And I was like, oh, they're still building here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Started exploring it and they built a modern version of what I was staying in. And um, so I went under construction, man, shortly thereafter. Um, and when it comes to financing, because I lived in Georgia, mm -hmm. I didn't have to do the 20% down investment loan because I classified it as a second home. I did a 10% down, which allowed me to do a bigger investment. Because when I initially went down there, I was going to do a smaller home. I was going to do like a three-bedroom, four-bedroom. Okay. That was what I had for down payment, 20%. Yeah. But when I went down there and found out, oh, half, 10%, I went for the bigger home. Yeah. Because uh, the numbers made sense to do the same amount initial yeah. investment. Right. Get the bigger home and mm -hmm. you know, more income that way. So Yeah. So, do, so uh, you did an FHA? Or no, what did I, you do? I, I did a, a, a second, uh, second home loan. Okay, and that required a ten percent down. Ten percent down, yeah. Okay, so so I'm just so I just started dabbling in the thing. So mm -hmm. so my wife and I we just bought um, a house up in the mountains. Congratulations! In, uh, yeah. I saw that you closed on a house. That's yeah. my that's my so so and and that's it was a it's a air you know Airbnb play, but it's on you know it's got property though. So yeah. like um, you know. I want to turn the detached garage into like a studio for like podcasting or green rooming and stuff. And then, um, well, that's what we're doing our wedding. That's how it started is we didn't want to give away money to a venue for like, you know, for six hours of their time. Mm 
And, and and we had already discussed, you know, because um, my, my wife's VA rated as well, so we don't pay the funding fee. So he's like, yo, we need to look, make this happen. And so we finally, you know, made it happen, got the house. G actually came up for the first time this weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so easy. The people were just getting – it was obviously a flex for the people who had it. They didn't even Airbnb it out. Like, they just had it. And then, like, the guy – it was an older gentleman. He wrote us a handwritten letter. Was like, hey, really hope you enjoy your home. We stayed here maybe 30 times within the last two years. Um, all the appliances are barely used because we barely we didn't come. I mean, they didn't even hook up a washer and dryer, bro. Wow. Um, but it was completely renovated, you know, and it wasn't and it and it was nice too because it wasn't a um manufactured home. It was actually built in the mountains. So it's dope, man. And so um but that's what we're dabbling in now. So now we're like, okay, what's what's the next step? Like, what can we use the property for to enjoy but make money on? And furthermore, what can we do as far as further investments? Um, you know, either out of state, in state, all those types of things. Yeah, man. Um, definitely. So we that ten percent was like key because I wouldn't been able to do such a big uh, home. Yeah. You know, at that time. And, um, you know, being a second home classification, you don't have to stay in the house for like a whole year. And all yeah. Stuff. Um, you're eight, as long as you stay there throughout the year. Yeah. Home, and then that can rent it out, you know, comfortably within yeah. the rules um, without any issues. So I have a property management team that that uh, rents it out short term for me. Yeah. And then I block it the times that I want to be out there and enjoy it with my family. Yeah. And, That's what's up. So do you do like Airbnb and stuff or you just do the property management? Yeah, the property management, they, they you know, Airbnb they do all is that. like the one. So Airbnb, <laughs> Verbo, uh, Verbo Homestead, yeah. you know, they do all that. But then what they, the key thing that they do, because there's so many, if you ever go to Orlando, the oh, Airbnb is insane. Mm-hmm. And so like people come from all over the world just to go to, to Disneyland, yep. Disney World over there. So it's, um, it's just a, a market that they tap into because... Um, the the management company partners with all those travel agencies. Mm-hmm. Yep. People who stay at the house from London, you know, exactly. And all these different places, they're coming to visit that yep. area and they partner <clears throat> with the travel agencies. So that's a key demographic that I can't tap into by myself to partner with them. Exactly. That's what uh, we're doing currently, too. There's a company, it's called Evolve. Um, yeah, that's one of them. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, so Evolve is one. Are very low. <laughs> yeah, so you know, ten, it was like ten percent, you know, and they don't, it, you know, and that's not bad. And um, now, what I will say, one of the things is, did you have to get a vacation home rental permit? Yes. Okay. So, that's something that people don't talk about enough. Yes. <laughs> I did not go through the process myself. The actual company did it for me. That's I didn't cool. go with Evolve, but as I was researching, though, that was one of the companies that came up. And yeah. they have the lower fee. I went with another company, and um, but they do all of that for you. They, for sure. they do the permit, they do the city, and they yeah. do it really quickly because they manage so many properties versus yeah. trying to do it. They exactly. So I have a um, a question. So with everything going on in the economy, right? And like you hear, you know, houses are down, or the, just the market itself is down. Like um, as you had mentioned, you were talking about being an investor. What are some things that you kind of look at? like today when it comes to investing in property or, or to expand your portfolio? 
So right now is a time where the interest rates are high. So mm -hmm. you're looking for absolute opportunity <laughs> at this point in time. You're not just jumping into just any investment opportunity because mm -hmm. the money costs you a lot more right now. Yep. But I think it's also a time to start putting up capital or putting capital to the side because opportunities will come through this time. Exactly. Uh, now is not the time, in my opinion, to start flipping homes because you don't have a lot of buyers out there. So yep. it's a lot of buy and hold opportunities that you're looking for. And then yep. you're waiting for the time when a lot of buyers will come out because they're there, but they mm -hmm. just don't want to pay this interest rate. For sure. Yep. As soon as that interest rate drops, they'll come out again in droves, and that's the time when you're trying to <laughs> them because you'll maximize your opportunity then. So yep. right now, if a buyer has money in the market, they're able to negotiate really well with sellers because they're kind of back against the ropes. There's not many buyers out there, yeah, so you we can did. Mm -hmm. cross right. Yeah, <laughs> you can negotiate all kinds of stuff. That will flip here once the interest rate goes back down. Once they get a handle on inflation, those interest rates will go back down. And once they do, then there's an opportunity there for investors to jump mm -hmm. into the market at a lower interest rate point. Um, or if you've already jumped in at this point, then you can refinance out at that time or mm -hmm. sell whatever it is that you're trying to do. But the, the show doesn't stop. It's just mm -hmm. you have to change your, your, your tactics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's Kirk, what we Kirk did. We gave uh, some people the game. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> well, that's what we did, man. We when we walked in, you know, we offered twenty thousand less plus closing costs. Absolutely. And they that's were, and, and 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 we knew what they were going to do. They were going to come back and they were going to say, just add the closing costs to the loan, you know, so it evens out. And we were like, sounds good. So you know, we still got we got the house for I think ten thousand less than what they even had it on the market for thirty day close. Mm -hmm. You know, we took the obviously we got the five point whatever percent, which was still better than like six and a half, seven that some people were getting. So we still it still made sense in the long term market of it all, right? But I I totally agree with you as far as like you just have to change the the strategy as as Bush would say <laughs> to, <laughs> to to how you're operating in the market cuz you know cuz some people don't that's a vision thing too like you know there are people um that I you know talk to and they're just like why would you buy a house you already have a house cuz we live on base right now and it's yeah. like you don't understand okay I can't talk to you about this right <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of times, like, people will tell you things like that because they have fear of their own. And, like, so, you know, they'll place their fears on you. And, yeah. you know, a I'm lot of times it's because they they don't have the knowledge. So that's the gap for them, um, mm -hmm. you know, to curb that fear. You know, once you have more knowledge, then you're like, mm -hmm. oh, this is an opportunity. This is not mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, yeah, you don't get you don't get equity from base housing. You know, mm -hmm. there's no opportunity there unless you purchased it, you know. Yeah. But, a lot of bases, I think they, they run that housing themselves, you know? Yeah, that um, they do. Yeah. So, you know, it's better to own your own thing and you're getting equity the whole time as you're paying down a loan mm -hmm. and then you can rent it out if you PCS or, you, mm -hmm. know, you know, change stations, you can always rent that out. You know? With, with, with you and your wife in the, uh, in the real estate game, you know, like having a family, uh, has it, has it impacted your life in a negative way as far as like, um, so you serve in the military, you, you know, uh, spending a lot of time learning your craft, perfecting your craft. You're also added investments. Wife, your wife's in the game as well. Like, does all of that, uh, obviously all of that plays a, a role in, in life. But for you, 
Um, has that been a challenge as far as the, the counterbalance of it all? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, the addition of kids is kind of like where things started to shift. So mm-hmm. like, you know, initially when it's just me and her, super easy to get yeah. it done. She's in sales as well. So she was, yeah. a, mm-hmm. she is a vice president of sales. And so mm-hmm. we both have the sales background. We're talking mm-hmm. about the same things we know, you know, we got trained in professional selling skills. She's doing that same type of training. Um, so it's easy at that point. We're both on the same accord. Mm-hmm. We're able to juggle that better. We're able to juggle uh, personal life because you still got to keep the spark with each other. Right, for sure. For one kid, right? <laughs> oh, you know, no sleep. You're doing this on less sleep. You know, our, our, you know, some people are blessed with kids that sleep through the night hours. Unfortunately, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> uh, you know, so you know, trying to operate on no sleep and then juggling schedules. Um, we ended up at that point, that's when we got a, a, a sheer calendar. So like that helped yeah. time management, all those different skills that we learned in recruiting. I was able to incorporate that into yeah. this and mm-hmm. personal life. Yeah. Um, and then just being transparent. So then second kid came mm-hmm. and COVID at the same time. So mm. COVID baby, right? Yeah. And now we're all stuck in the house and I'm like, oh man, is the business going to stop? What are they going to allow us to do? You know. Yeah. So I'm now trying to do further investments at that time. That's where my mind is because I have a lot more time to figure things out. I'm like, oh, let's do this. And my wife's me not identifying it. My wife is going through postpartum. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wow, that she didn't experience that with our first child. Right? Yeah. Maybe she was able to recover quicker because right. we weren't going through a, a, exactly a pandemic. pandemic you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you know that came into play and for me I've never experienced it so it was just like what's wrong with you you know like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, up. <laughs> good you know everything's fine yeah you know, sick, you know? and here's this opportunity once in a lifetime we can get this huge house out here you know yeah mm-hmm. under under five hundred thousand. you know yeah yeah there to grow this thing because you know I, that's all I see but now we're at odds, you know, um, for sure time in our marriage. So I had to refocus and say, you know what? I need to focus on my family. Although we're doing this over here, I need to check in with my wife, make sure she's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, so th- those were things, just check-ins with each other, making sure we're still dating, yeah. making sure we're taking care of the kids. So I think it becomes a little bit more challenging when you insert kids, but for sure, we for were sure. able to work through that. And we had a foundation of friendship. Mm-hmm. together before getting together and then getting married so i think that also helped uh where we were able to reflect back on those times and and kind of yeah. reconnect. so the long answer to your question i think um it did affect uh personal life but we For were sure. able to focus and and um and lock in and, and yeah i appreciate you uh you know being transparent and sharing that on on the platform um because you know a lot of people especially during covid you know, they were at each other's next people in relationship. Yeah. Divorce rate was already high, just, yeah. you know, skyrocketed a little higher. And so, um, you know, salute to you for, for you and the missus kind of pushing through that, you know what I mean? And and uh, and continuing on and keeping the main thing the main thing. So he likes, he likes that phrase, the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> people will tell you the good stuff, but they never tell you the for challenges. Sure. And they yeah. are always going to be challenges. Trust me. So... If you work through that, keep your eye on the end goal and uh, yeah. why you got into something. Like that's huge for us. Like, what's our why? What's the reason? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and it's it's bigger than us, then you're gonna be able to to push through those things. Yeah. Yeah, that's what uh me and me and my wife we talk about a lot is like I think I check in with her probably almost every day on what we're doing because mm-hmm. she she's kind of like you and your you know we're kind of like you and your wife she was in sales before she ever joined she's in the reserves now but oh, wow. before she was she you know worked 24 hour fitness worked at a comcast call center so she's like done all of it so it's kind of i will say it's nice and i'm sure you feel the same way that when you talk to your significant other about like sales and marketing mm-hmm. you can like not not to say that most people don't have something to add, but they have something to add to the conversation. It, it makes it easier because I know a lot of us recruiters, we go home and we talk about it and our spouses sometimes just like, I don't give a shit about about how many leads you talk to this week. And so, and so uh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't care, I, don't, I don't care about your lead cards, bro. And so uh, so it's, it's nice, but we have those talks like, you know, we just dropped an account because I was like, hey are we realistically going to be able to give this customer, you know, granted it was nice because we're in the very early stages. So before anything's really been done, we can be like, Hey, you know what? Like commitments have actually kind of changed. Unfortunately, like we can't, we can't do these things for you. And yeah. so, but, but it's like that checking, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's important for us too. Cause like we have five kids in my house. Ooh. Um, so between my three kids, her two kids, um, you know, granted mine are only here 50% of the time, but yeah. that's, there's still a lot there. There's schedules and things like that. Um, and so I, I appreciate the like, hey, you got to check in like with mm-hmm. one another. Because I think we have that conversation a lot where I'm like, you know, hey, I'm not mad that this happened, but this could have been averted mm-hmm. if we just communicated like, hey, I'm going to come home and I can't do nothing because I have a report due. That's okay. I totally understand that. But if you're coming home and that hasn't been expressed to me, then I expect that like you're going to be home right. and, vice, and vice versa. I'll tell you, hey, when you get home, I need you to take over because I got meetings for the next two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't just like wait for you to walk through the door and be like, oh, by the way, you got all these five kids. Homie. Make it happy. <laughs> by the way, they're hungry. <laughs> this mother. <laughs> Definitely, man. That's a, that's a bad recipe for bad uh, bad day. If you yes. do that. So 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 Curtis, uh, life, love, or leadership, man. Uh, mm-hmm. If you could pick one of those three and, and share whatever's on your heart uh, with our viewers. Um, you said one. Uh, life, love, or leadership. If you want to, yeah. I was greedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did L three, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you get so so because I like you, you could blend them all together. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a fellow recruiter, so you know we we know we like to take it all. <laughs> no, um, they are all important. Um, I definitely think uh, life. If I had to choose one, um, definitely maximizing your time here in this place. Um, no. That's what that means to me. So life is just your time. Um, time spent with other people, time like we're spending here together, it's limited. So if you choose to spend it with someone or spend it on anything at all, um, you, you can't ever get it back. It's like mm-hmm. the only currency that's non-refundable. You're yeah. never able to um, get a, a return on that investment um, in a way where you can just say, hey, give me it back. I didn't spend that time right. You know? Yeah. So sure. um, Let me get a redo. <laughs> <laughs> you can never do that so if you choose to spend it um, spend it wisely uh, make sure that you're maximizing your time as much as possible so 
But again, it's your life. Mm-hmm. Um, the people you spend time with, um, the people you love, mm-hmm. they, that you spend your life um, and, 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 and share that time with them, I think is, you know, what I would pick and what I would share with viewers. Cool. I, I appreciate that. Uh, well, listen, I'll, I'll leave my, my last couple words. Uh, Curtis, uh, definitely a pleasure meeting you. Cam, again, appreciate you connecting us, man. Mm-hmm. Curtis, I look forward to, to continuing to connect with you. Um, salute to you and the missus and the entire family, what you guys are doing, uh, not only just in the real estate industry, but just as a family. You know, like I said, I was kind of checking out some of the pictures, man. You guys um, model what a lot of people wish they had. Right. And that's just from the outside looking in. But you guys look like you guys have a strong foundation. I know you talked about life. And so we appreciate you on the, on the L3 perspective. Amen. So before we so before we wrap up, bro, um, tell people where they can find you. Oh, good. You can find yeah. me on Instagram. Um, so Instagram dot com slash Mr. M.I.S.T.E.R. underscore Realtor L. R.E.A.L.T.O.R. If you don't know how to spell that. <laughs> I like it. And, uh, yeah, man. You can find me there. All my information is there. LancasterRealtyGroup.com mm-hmm. uh, is our website. You can mm-hmm. find information about our merch, our vacation home. If you want to stay there, all the, the links are there. Mm-hmm. Contact information, email, everything's there. Bet. All right. Well, y'all reach out. Make sure you add them. Uh, you know, please share, like, subscribe. Uh, tell us, comment, tell us what you like, tell us what you didn't like. If there's anything, I, I doubt there is. But uh, at the end of the day, we appreciate you guys watching. Curtis, you know, we appreciate the time that you gave us that you can't get back. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you guys have a good rest of your week, and we will see you guys all later. Peace. Right, thank you. Bye. It's so precious and it's so delicate. Love without love, you don't have either of your the leadership stance that you take in your life, though, I think is directly correlated to the amount of love you have in your life.